So before we start this episode properly, I just wanted to take a moment to talk about something personal that happened in my life um, and kind of as a kind of a plea to everyone out there listening. So about a month ago, uh, I work at we had a new girl started. She was also trans, literally the only other trans girl that's been in that store other than me for a year and a half. So I did what, you know, sisters do, looked out for her, took care of her, made sure everything was good there. Unfortunately, this Wednesday, we found out she had committed suicide. She was having issues being accepted for who she was at home. So I just wanted to take a moment to everyone listening and just like reach out and just plead with everyone that, hey, if there's anyone LGBTQ in your life, especially if they're trans, please please just do all you can to make them feel the love and support that they truly deserve. It's hard out there. And especially if there's support at home, we need it everywhere we can get it. And then I just also want to just, hey, anyone out there that is LGBTQ and you feel you're in that situation and you're maybe listening to this, I'm here for you. Reach out. Uh, If you feel like you have no one else, reach out to me. I will be there. I promise. Uh, And I guess I just, hey, I just want to say, because we're going to be reviewing Enjoy. And Enjoy has always they've been a huge celebration of LGBTQ people. Uh, so I would like for this episode, we especially appreciate everyone involved uh, is LGBTQ. And while I am mourning, I also want this to be a celebration. So I just want to say, hey, Jamie, this one's for you. Love you, sister. My friends are degenerate. Joshua, it was raining so much yesterday, and I didn't get wet at all. I I had terrible storms last night. It kept me up all night, and uh, it was and and I literally was up from like two fifteen until about five thirty in the morning with thunder and lightning and everything else. I think we get your weather before, so you had your North Canton weather, and then we got ours over here in the evening. Uh, so are you one of the people that like can't sleep because of the thunder and you're like up and worried about things or no, you just because like... half of my basement flooded the last time it, it poured. I had a uh, orange here, Jake, our pal, Jake, and, uh, I took him out for dinner. He went on his way. I come home and Steph is like trying to hold the water from flowing through the windows into the basement as it just flooded in over the window. So we have to, whenever it rains here, we really have to make sure that, um, that all the window wells are clear and like there's no water coming in because we've had flooding. So I get panicked. So it's not even just like I can't sleep. It's just, it's an anxiety thing. They make covers for those, don't they? I have them. I have them. Now, they don't like, do we, shit for you. No, now they do. We we didn't know. Like, how the hell would okay. I? I grew up in an apartment and then, right. I, and then we move here and the woman didn't clean out the window wells and we didn't cover the window wells. And then they just filled with water, just poured all over the damn place. So, yeah. So the storms just freak me out. Um, but um, oh, I wanted to say shout out to Rosie the Rep because she was here for uh for Jonas Brothers at Yankee Stadium, and we were talking. I'm like, oh, you come to New York and and don't reach out to the show, and and reach <laughs> reach out, but because of the storm and everything and and all that stuff that you know no one can connect. But um, I know that she was out here uh, this weekend doing whatever it is that young people do nowadays. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know just enjoy the the city and stuff like that. That's I mean that's what I did when I was there. It was a blast. How was how was the street festival? 
Uh, it was really good. Um, I got, we went to this uh, one vendor and got the, I, I spent $15 on chicken tenders and fries. But let me tell you, these were hand breaded in front of me and then deep fried in front of me. The, the tenders were, and they were huge. And the fries had all kinds of good seasoning on them. They were amazing. It was worth 15 bucks. I actually got an extra tender and then I tipped them. So I literally spent a $20 bill at their, uh, their little stand. It was amazing. And you hung out at that show for five and a half hours. Uh, yeah, I was there the entire time for all four shows. And when so did I, it end? The rain caused it to end. When did it, when did it uh, officially a like end? before six? Okay. And, and was the show pretty much over when it started raining or did no, you, did no, they there to- was two matches where it was downpouring during the matches and it was, so it, it rained a little bit during show number three. Uh, but it was, it wasn't bad enough to where we, they couldn't like wrestle. Like they actually were able to do stuff and finish. Then during show five or show four, uh, the last two matches, it literally downpoured to the point where like they were sliding around the ring after hitting moves and stuff. It was insane. <laughs> it was so cool. It was so cool. Look at the fun one. There's actually a WWF show from Puerto Rico where it started downpouring like halfway through the show, like the entire half of the show. It's a guy flipping and sliding throughout the ring. It's freaking great. But doesn't doesn't something happen when it's raining? It uh it it changes the way the ring sounds and everything like it, right. Isn't because Duke mentioned something about all the sounds of the ring go away when it's filled, when there are puddles in the ring. No, he was basically saying that we had to turn off the, the equipment. So like the speakers and everything because of the rain and stuff. So there was no entrance music for him. They, uh-huh. and there was no mic. So literally uh, Pedro was announcing just by yelling really loud. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like Shelby Wilder and um, Shelby Wilder hit a move and like he slid across the ring and was like trying to get himself back over to try to get the pin. This tag partner just had to try to do the pin instead. It was it was amazing. It was a good time. It was a real good and they, time. They all had a good time. Looked like oh, every, yeah. all the all the talent had a good time over there. Everybody had a blast. It was a good time. We were we were having fun, getting fair food, uh, hanging out, bullshitting with everybody. Um, Everybody seemed real happy. Lots of the the new talent. I got to see a lot of the the new talent. I was very impressed by quite a few of them. So, and we have to give a huge shout out to our boy and our and friend of the show and and show favorite Derek Dillinger for his West Coast Pro debut. Yeah, against Starboy Charlie on Friday at Thursday, and uh, and people were saying how good he did, and the fans were cheering. Please come back. Well, I mean, it was like 2 a.m. Friday for us when, when I it was happened, trying. So. I was fucking trying to stay awake, and I was using uh, uh, Matt, the, you know, Prince of Pro, to uh, uh, to follow along with the with the gif, gifs, whatever we call them, because I couldn't honestly. I was trying to stay awake. I'm like, fuck, I got to stay awake for Derek. I got to stay awake. I could not keep my eyes open, but uh, you know, I watched it again, and he did great. He's he's he should have won, but whatever, you know, it is what it is out there. Yeah, you know. He's getting there, man. He's he's all over now. You, you, he's broken over to the West Coast. Now we're gonna hopefully see him over here on the East Coast. I'd love to see him over here, but he's get, he's going places. And and you know what? The more he, the more um, advice he takes from Chris Hero and and the people he knows, the better he's gonna be. He'd be better places if he took my advice all the time, you know. <laughs> Which was just a win. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like if you do that. What else Thanks. we got, Jayhawk, Mars? What else we got? I mean, I done pretty much nothing this week i i filmed a show for the patreon that may or may be may or may not be up by the time the drop might be late, a little bit later this week 
with Bob Smith, formerly of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. We just talked about how in, what an independent wrestling team looked like at the territory were dying out in the late 80s, early 90s. Got about an hour and a half out of that. So if you're on the $5 tier or higher, you'll want to check that out. If you're not, get on it. And then I'm going to be on his show this week. I'll push out a little bit more when we do the plug later. But that's about the only thing I did was record, though. That was about two and a half hours of just talking about old wrestling, which is nice. And not the promotion old wrestling, but actual old wrestling, right? Correct. <laughs> wrestling for the olds. Wrestling for the old. Wrestling for the old. Yes. The right. wrestling before 1990. The best kind. The the PWI bloody faced missing link Nick Bockwinkle uh, uh, original AWA style uh, uh, wrestling is the best kind. I give me 98, 99. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, ECW, we, WCW, we, WWF shit. Yeah, I, I think most of what we talked about for the Patreon was like between like 90 and 92, 93-ish. We talked about the early day of Eastern Championship Wrestling and like the Herb Abram promotion and Global and stuff like that for a while. That was, that was the bulk of what we talked about, but we went all, we went kind of all over the place. It was like it was like one of our regular shows where we just talk about like anything for an hour and a half. And if we hit the topic at some point, fantastic. Nice. So something I wanted to bring up, uh, I was thinking about this a lot over the weekend because um, everybody talks about Meltzer's five stars and and rating systems and oh, shit correct. like that. That's not not a knock on him or anything. It's just specifically ratings, like to rate shit. It's stupid to me because specifically. Um, I think it's all so very subjective. Like if I'm having a bad day and I, and I'm watching wrestling at home, I'm going to hate, um, a lot of stuff that I probably wouldn't hate if I was, if I had a good day at work and I was out with my friends and we were watching, uh, live, I think there's, it's so very different and subjective. And, um, I just don't think you should buy into anybody's rating system because there's so many different variables that go into what could be an amazing match that was really just like a two-star match uh, any other day of the week. But because you were there live and you were vibing and everything was whatever, uh, that it was like the best thing you've ever seen. So I just I just want to point out that I think ratings are stupid and should not be a thing. That's so question, all. question. How do you feel about like, outside of wrestling reviews that have like a numbered score or anything like that is it just the number aspect that you don't like i mean i, I don't like that, dave so i don't like dave Meltzer. he's a fucking dope so it doesn't matter that, either way for ratings in general like okay so like say like ign uh they do ratings for games for movies for all this different stuff um if you find somebody that like vibes the same way you do with stuff when it comes to games and movies and stuff and they give it a good, you know, that they seem to be on point with what you would give it to what they gave it. Then I'd say follow that person specifically for you. But for the most part, like when it comes to wrestling, wrestling is such a strange art. I don't think you should be able to necessarily give it a stark quantity, no matter what. Cause like I could watch a show on 880 on YouTube uh that just blows my socks off and i had a blast watching we know then i could go watch something that's in, in new japan that's you know the main event of wrestle kingdom and i could be bored to fucking tears with it so but it's just it's so subjective i would argue that's also not different from any other art form like okay let's take video games you have your big obviously your big triple a games that would be like your new japan and stuff there's also those indie titles and stuff like that and then the middle ground so like mm-hmm. 
it's everything does get judged on the scale. I, I okay, so like I agree. I just hate the number aspect in general. I I more appreciate just like general reviews and feelings on things mm-hmm. and having. I hate the idea of having to quantify something with a number essentially. Right. right. It's yeah. like even when I do like my own stuff on like my other podcasts, like trying to like talk about it. Like I hate the idea of putting a number on how much I enjoyed something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the uh, fact that, that we JCP, put so much yeah, JCP new sticker design. Don't quantify wrestling. Yeah, but the fact that everybody puts so much uh, uh, credence into Dave Meltzer's stars is the saddest fucking thing ever. It is it is absurd, and it that's, always will be. That's once it's again always... every other form of art. There's always been reviewers that people always tend to like look at more. Yeah, but and wrestling, just... especially, they use this guy as like right. even like stupid Tony Khan and whatever. Go ahead and like, oh, Meltzer's Rick. Why? I okay. hate that dude. Why, it's so why, stupid. Can I ask why it bothers you so much? Because it because seems to bother you more dork. than it should. Because he's such a just a dummy. Like. It it just it's just you could just tell you look at him you're like ick like I don't want to hang out with you nice fucking office you dope like but, he's just awful <laughs> he's just an awful just a just a, a weirdo like just shut he up he just about seems he just he just seems like he, he says stuff and that's all and he did he ever even... do it did he ever go in the ring I don't remember seeing him oh, oh don't get, oh don't start me on that argument that's no but I want to know about no, him no 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 no, no 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 let me let me chime in here let me chime in on on that right now Hall of Fame. Okay, you hear that a lot. Why are these people critiquing wrestling? They've never been in the ring. No, just him. Uh, no, 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 okay, well, okay, well, we're talking about Jeff Melker, just people in general. I've heard that argument for for twenty five fucking years. How many people that review the goddamn movie have ever made a fucking movie? And not one person said, "How can no. you rate this movie? You've never no, been in a movie." I'm only Fuck doing that argument. I get I it. I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not arguing that with you. I'm promise. I am just going after Melter because I think he's an idiot. That's it. That's my only reason. You just have this weird beef with him for some reason that we can't figure out why. I don't like how much credence is given. There's no reason that people need to bend over backwards for this Yahoo who who has a room that looks like he's a hoarder. And he's just you just watch him. He's just such a dope. What is everybody doing? Like, it's almost I I just it's it's my head scratching. It's when I'm like, what are you doing? Why do you care about his stars? Star ratings? Really? Star ratings and wrestling? Like. It, it, it that's it. It's just him. It's not anyone else. Jayhawk, I promise. I don't do that with anybody else. It's Josh is just jealous how much Melter can bench. That's all it is. I'm so well, yes. I'm so glad you don't care at all, Josh. You clearly right. don't care. I don't oh. care about anything else except for except for the the amount of <laughs> of exposure that this guy is just eating up in the wrestling world for all these years. I don't think he really is. You're just putting too much attention on it. I'd rather listen to to Tito or to Virtue if you ask me. Like the the rest, all that other stuff is just nonsense. Now, here's the thing anyway. about Melker's ratings. Now, I, it, it, the great inker, his opinion, it is what it is. He can think what he wants to fucking think. Yeah, whatever. I used <laughs> to use Melker's rating, I can leave the guide. Okay, he thinks this match is really good. I'm at least going to want to check this match out. And I think that's where ratings are a good thing. But I stopped using Melker for that when his review of the John Mockley Kenny Omega non sanctioned match at that one AEW pay per view was like four paragraphs of how much he hated the fucking match. Four and a half stars because the crowd liked it. No, mm-hmm. that's not how it works, Dave. Fuck you. Exactly. If you hated the match that goddamn bad. Give it a rating that ma- matching up with what you thought of it, not what you think the crowd thought of it. If the crowd live is going to think a lot differently than people watching on TV are going to think. Yep, that's it. That's all it is, and and that's why I don't like him so much. I just I can't do it. I can't listen to people blathering on about star ratings for for things that are so that are that the best way to watch it is 
How did it make you feel? Did it make you feel really good? Did it make you pop? Did everything work out? Like, honestly, the, the, the rest of it is all such nonsense. And it's just, it's just him, Mars. It is nobody else. I don't care about reviewers in general. Reviewers are great, but just him. Because, yeah, you know, we as, tend to do that. But as, as we blather, right, that's us. In, as we blather are in the about ratings. Right. But we don't do, we're not, we don't do yeah, like, we do oh, thumbs that, up or thumbs down. We don't do a star rating for every right. match. I'm, we not, watch. I'm not picking it apart. I'm talking about this specific conversation that's been going on a really long time. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll edit that out later. <laughs> no, it's all in there. This, that was the whole point of this was to, uh, to get some discussion going because, you know, on the Bird app uh, on Wednesday now, this will probably come up. So it's going to be very well. I know it sounds very hypocritical of, of me being reviewing wrestling shows, but <laughs> it's just Meltzer. That's it. I swear, people, everyone else can do whatever the hell they want. Anyway. So the other thing that everybody was really excited about that you just like randomly name dropped last week was that your dad did suits for for Vince McMahon. So mm-hmm. any other yeah, he, big names we should know about the, the yeah Flair, sure Flair. But these are all. But you now remember, my family was in the, in the Schmata business our whole life. So in the eighties, the he my dad was selling fabric out of the Lower East Side, out of the office men's fabric. His customers are the tailors, like my father in law, who makes suits for for people. He. Would, so they would come into my dad's office. They would buy yards of fabric. You know, they got to get measured. They know from the tailor. The tailor sends them to the to the store, and they come in and they buy fabric. So that you know, from John Gotti to Vince to Ric Flair to all these guys, they all came in to get suits made. So, do so you think your father in law knows how big like uh, like Ric Flair's hog is? Nope. No. He he made a suit for LeBron. LeBron came into his place once. Like, you know how big LeBron's hog is. Yeah, that I I wouldn't know. I didn't ask. <laughs> these are important questions, Josh. You should ask Respectfully. these. We, ask, yeah. As we discussed last I week, will. as long as you're respectful, I will do that. I will do that for you. The next and time because we were respectful, uh, it was a highlight uh, for Marco that we named the show after right. us talking about him. And because it was respectful it was, yeah. it was respectful hog talk very yeah he turned and, me around and, on it and we were all on board with the respectful hot yeah. hog talk yeah <laughs> so we need uh we needed some hog ratings from your father-in-law uh, while he's <laughs> eating his weird dishes from that right. he makes you eat like when he's eating a lamb's eye you need to be like hey how big do you think lebron's you which know which way thing does it is? hang yeah, yeah which, do it, we go to the left or right when yeah, we make a soup yeah. right right same with Flair right. and with Vince and with Hogan. Well, that was Mike. Well, that was yeah. All right, I'll give you some. I'll get some info for you. Yeah, between, you know. Between last week's show, this week's show, and the conversation I had with my best friend, with there's been an awful lot of talk about peanut in the last seven days, and I'm not. It's sure. been respectful. It's not really like yeah, that, Jayhawk. I'm telling you, I don't know talk. what you're doing, Jayhawk. I'm just, we're not. I'm just, I'm just throwing out the were you, not, were you not being respectful when you probably talked about hogs? Mars probably not. I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing out the observation. <laughs> Marcy, do you think we need a respectful hog talk uh, button on the on the soundboard now? <laughs> I was going to say, new, it's a I Patreon think we exclusive. Need, we need a respectful hog talk sticker. We, uh, <laughs> all right. All right. A segment. We need a segment every Dude, week. We're coming up with so much shit. JCP is going to own uh, all our <laughs> Patreon money. Go subscribe to the Patreon right now, everybody. Patreon.com slash IWGuide. Shout out to our ten dollars tier members, Zach, Chris, Andrew, and Brock. Uh, your money is going to go to Respectful Hog Talk uh, artwork uh, next month. Um, <laughs> also, a special shout out to Patty. I promise we're not doing any drugs tonight. None, um, not yet. No cocaine. Uh, none of that booger sugar. None of the nose nachos. None of that fun stuff. 
there come out there is some alcohol flowing element to that there's some alcohol going you know to to calm the nerves and uh it's been a oh. week it's been oh, it's been a to time tell you too i fell down the steps yesterday <laughs> are you <laughs> taking hit... are you taking pills right now for no, it? Are no. you on somas uh, right now no because well when i first moved into this house i fell down the steps and and fell through you the did. wall and broke my ribs yeah yeah but now i did it again yesterday <laughs> What the nothing fuck? broke and what but my the... wife said she ran up and said she thought i was dead she saw my legs like dangling out of the door i was what on the, the floor fuck? yeah so my back is all black and blue and bruised up and my arm slippery? is slippery what is happening josh yeah, yeah. It's, 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 do you yeah, need carpet on that i know man. we're getting runners we're having the guy come tomorrow because it was Good. it's an emergency josh <laughs> 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 I literally hit every step on the way like, down. I didn't push him down the steps. I swear I didn't push him down the steps. Correct. I'm, getting, I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks a lot more suspicious the more it happens. <laughs> <laughs> At least I didn't go through the wall this time. We don't need a yeah, contract. God damn it, time. Josh. You don't need any more broken ribs, brother. No. <laughs> Wife's like, yeah, I beg to disagree. <laughs> it's uh, IW Guide. Yeah. I'm Carlos Montequilla. I'm Jayhawk. I'm Jay Gold. I'm Marceline, the Femboy Queen. I'm going to get a luchador mask made that I'm going to podcast in. Uh, it's going to say CB right on the forehead. Yeah, you, are, you are now the second person on this podcast that's claimed they're going to podcast in a mask. Will I you tried it for through? a little bit. It will, ha- it will happen. We will, one day, all four of us will, and it'll be a shirt. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> We're constantly thinking. We'll swap out the logo with the masks, our mask logos uh, on the <laughs> on the design. Oh, I really like that. Actually, I really do. Who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Marky, what can that a Jim Croce calling Markelene the Femboy Queen? Oh, we got to start doing Jim Croce songs again. All right. We'll find <laughs> Why one. are we doing this? <laughs> Why are we doing this? Last stand if he, if he knows of it. <laughs> What's on? <laughs> All oh, right. yeah, well, segment. That is. Yeah. I don't know if I like this segment anymore. I think I just want to keep talking about hogs. <laughs> yeah, let's, I think I think with everything that's going on, we can just do hog talk this week. <laughs> What's on, What's on this, weekend? this weekend? Uh, over on the fight TV side of things. Amanda live programming hood slam hack a show that coming Friday at 11 59 PM Eastern time hood slam blue featuring the return of Effie and somebody who caught at least one person knows the kind of on this panel, funny bone on that card. Ooh. Mm. I, yeah. I incorporated it in. I, we got it. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, this coming weekend, GKW had technically had three shows going on. Saturday at 8 p.m. Homecoming 2023 Part 1 with a, a main event of Joey Janela and Koya Ruck against Charles Macon and Perro and a double dog collar match on Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern Time. GKW presents Jersey Championship Wrestling Dog Day Afternoon and then Sunday at 5 p.m. It is Homecoming 2023 Night 2. That's an AC, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. The showboat. He- we need one oh. of those stickers with Jay Gold's face on um, on the kid's face, and then he's pissing on Meltzer. <laughs> Listen, that, that, he need he needs to he needs to look like that uh, knockoff Calvin and Hobbs shirt where Calvin picking on something and Calvin it 
Calvin with yeah. Jay Goldcat picking on yeah, him. That's what Here's I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Our, our it's, pals it's, used to go, go after everybody goes after Cornette. How come nobody goes after Meltzer? Not they enough, do. at least. Not enough. Just to just to kind of expose <laughs> what the nonsense is. That's all I'm doing. That's it. But I'm just anyway. putting this out there. We got three sticker designs and it hasn't even been 20 minutes on this podcast. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, JCP, you're going to be a busy, busy man with us. Uh, who's next? Marcy, you got yeah, stuff? I was the sheriff. We uh, I'm, done. I'm done. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, cool. oh, he's done. I told him he's done. You told him he's done. All right. Not- I work anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I was not too much going on this week over on the IWTV side. Coming on Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, H2O presents No Rain Live, uh, featuring in a Viking Wasteland match. I want to know what that is. Manders takes on Matt Tremont for the Danny Havoc Hardcore Championship. Bam Sullivan defends against Mouse. And for the Hybrid Championship, Kenny Copeland defends against Cole Radrick. Then on Sunday, we get a premiere from Freelance as they present Freelance Underground. Uh, it's What You Crave to. Featuring Sean Logan taking on Mass Bonanza, Caribbean Excellence versus Bangin' Matthews, and Ryan Matthews' first podcast favorite, Hardway Holloway. Uh, so yeah, that's what's going on on IWTV. Like, can we, like, can we stop using the word Viking in wrestling? Like, do we need any more Vikings? But it's I mean, also a wasteland. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think both of those terms are a little overrated. Do we need any more Viking? What are, what we do. It? We have El Hijo del Vikingo. That's the only one we need. The Viking Raiders, the Viking Wasteland, the Wasteland this, the blah, blah, blah. Like, can we pick something, a different time element to um, wrap ourselves around? The Mad, the mad Maxers. Let's yes, I like that. Something I mean, like if, that. if you want, if you really want to have Max the Impaler come talk to you, I mean... Wait, Max is a Viking or Max is from the Wasteland? The Wasteland. Yeah, Max is Wasteland. All right. And I take it back, Max. I apologize. <laughs> okay, to answer your so. question, Marky, to, to answer your question, Marky, the Viking Wasteland match is a war game match. Oh. They, they gave it a fancy name to honor Marcus Crane and Danny Havoc. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. That Was makes Danny sense. Havoc a Viking? No. So why'd they name it that? Maybe that's the, his religion. Oh. It was. Okay. Pay attention, Jay Gold. <laughs> Making us look bad. <laughs> while, you're, while, you're, while you're out there bitching about it, I got the I got the scoop. I'm like Ed Baddock <laughs> over here. I got the scoop. Oh <laughs> shit! Hot scoops. <laughs> well, that was good. <laughs> well, do we want to talk about uh, the thing that everybody wrote home about? Yeah, let's do it. All right. IW Guide presents another Enjoy Wrestling review. Oh, that's fancy. We have like the name attached to the review. I love it. Yeah. That's, that is we really only fancy. review three companies now. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I would eventually like to do like a few others because like that West Coast Pro show we could do for Derek and oh, yeah. a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, yeah, I get it. That's cool. You didn't notice you didn't notice with last week when we did the 880 show and I <laughs> he, literally, that, like, the- he literally commented last week on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He see he liked it. He likes everything I do though, to be fair. So for the most part, I okay, was on the show last week, and I knew we did the bumper. Come uh, on. Other than when I when I'm in the DMs heated, and he tell and he's got to calm me down before I do rash decisions and change the show <laughs> format completely. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. okay, but we are reviewing Enjoy Season Nine. Something to write home about. Taped on June 17, 2023, from the Mister Small Theater in Millvale, Pennsylvania. 
and some of our beloved staff work at that show. Yes, we were. I we love were. the digestible format of the of the YouTube enjoy shows. I just love it. I do as well because I was able. It, they, it came out to be about three hours total. I was able to watch one episode a day over three days mm-hmm. and, and spread it out. And the one hour chunk are just really are just perfect. Yeah. When, when I rewatched them, I think I did two last night and I did the last one today. That's what I did, Mars. Same thing. So I they kind of I, I did one Friday, one yesterday, one today. So, so they, they they did bounce around uh, the backstage uh, interviewers a little bit here as there was you know changes all around to who was announcing, who was commentating, and who was doing some backstage stuff. So we got to see a bunch of familiar faces uh, and friends of the show, which was really cool. Um, we started off episode one with a uh, runway promo, and I really enjoyed how it ended with Meg saying strong words from the runway and then they responded yeah because we're strong <laughs> <laughs> they're great they are professionals i i i was very excited for this match i i forgot like seeing twitter stuff when they were getting when they were hyping it up and uh i well i fucking love the boar but the runway are great that was a that, that was a great way to kick this this thing off uh yeah so then we get the opening video um and seeing some of the clips in there i need to go back and rewatch mv versus uh max the impaler because that match looked like it fucked hard and uh i honestly don't remember watching it so this is also the last time you'll probably see this intro i don't know if we want to talk about that at all or just like because it's like the song will probably not be used anymore which oh. song is it it was because it was the i think they got anti-flag to do the song and what happened and- with them uh, there's a lot of uh, really bad shit that I don't think that we should cover. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that's why you know starting with episode two, it's not used anymore. And then uh-huh. the outro, the outro of episode two was actually a Get Up Kids song from this something to write home about. I don't really? know what the outro song three was. I didn't know that they they did the enjoy wrestling theme. That's interesting. Someone someone called it. Like, I saw someone say something about it on Twitter. Hmm. If I'm completely wrong, someone please correct me because, oh, God, I hope I didn't fuck up that badly. But <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'd be lying if I, could, I paid that much attention to the to what song we're playing. Yeah. Yeah. When so then we got a gummy boar promo. Uh, I called it the road warrior style promo, a.k.a. a gummy warriors promo. The way that it was done, I thought it felt like a very similar to a road warriors promo. And then we get into the fashionista street fight, which I okay. thought was brilliantly done. A ridiculous uh, premise of the uh, uh, fancifying, like the 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 sticks, the kendo sticks, you know, like making them runway appropriate. I think they said something like that. They had he couldn't use a bat, but they could use uh, a kendo stick wrapped in, uh, uh, like what was it? I, what what did they wrap it in? It, what were they, yeah. it was in like a pink gift wrap or something. Yeah, so basically, it, you it, traditional weapon were automatic qualification, but if it, but if it was fashionable with the word they used it was legal. yes if it was a fashionable weapon so like they had the silk pillowcase with the pillows that had the cookie sheets in them um, they had, yeah they had I, i've got a lift of the weapon here there's that they're a bedaggle baseball bat they're a mannequin head that had a wig on it had to have the wig on it yep they used so, pictures of the runway at one point the tr on. of the tiara board going back to the the cookie trays though there was a question of what kind of cookies would the runway make uh, if they were making cookies and i think they said um that the runway would make bow tie cookies i think they would make sunglass cookies myself um just pointing that out that's what i thought of instantly when when i think of the runway 
I just know whatever kind of cookies they make are going to have either the sprinkle or the little glittery sugar on it. But so this is maybe, most... maybe maybe a good snickerdoodle. <laughs> I never liked the snickerdoodle. Flavor. Oh, snickerdoodles are so good. I love what flavor is snickerdoodle? I don't know, but I love it. Yeah, I've asked that a million times. I think it's just like a cinnamon or a nutmeg or something like it's not even like anything like major. Is it? There was know. there was a gay tree chant. And then that gay tree may or may not have been stuck into Calvin's butt. (laughs) They used the giant shoehorn at one point. We mentioned the tiara board. And I think this was the most I've seen boar bump in a very long time. Boar only bumped once. We we did the boar bump. We did it live. We were. Okay. Okay. So I watched, as I mentioned, I watched the first episodes. Me and JB watched these together. Mm -hmm. I I think we might, we were trying to keep count. We debated on one. Where he like he goes over the top, but yes, like, the camera angle doesn't help because you can't see if he like lands on his feet and then falls over. Or if he just falls over first, so we were trying to figure out if that was a full bump or a half bump. It was it was a half. I think we did one and a half was the the bumpometer on it. Really? That's, yeah. what, I, that's yeah. what I thought. I was a little promise. Remember, promise. Remember. The, him missing and going through the table counted as one, and then him going over the top rope because he landed on his feet first and then kind of went over that counted as a half. I was very tipsy, so that's why I can't remember live. Hmm. Anyways. Yeah, they, they pull out a door that has the word runway painted on it. Yes. Apparently, um, that, apparently the runway recurves that door for them. No, and Gummy Boy went, nope, it's under here. We're using it. Uh, there was a bag of rhinestones used in place of yes. thumbtacks. Which I have to imagine is like a million times worse, maybe, just because the way rhinestones like are. Yeah, you're dropping somebody on rocks. It's uh, just like falling on top yeah. of rocks. Yeah, Erica hit a pedigree on Tyler, and then they hit a 3D on Calvin for the three. Um, and that, that was a fun, was fun like, match. Oh, my that God. That pedigree was gnarly, too, because, like, especially in the replay, you see, like, he hits the mat, and, like, the rhinestones hit him, and as he's bouncing off from the mat, the rhinestones are just, like, flying at his face. <laughs> it's like, oh, props. Props were like, oh, God, that was wild. It was a fun match. Uh, yeah, definitely a fun opener. Uh, then we go to a perfect Perkins promo, uh, and then we get perfect Perkins versus MV Young. Now I didn't know perfect Perkins was uh, an MV Young student, like a brand, almost a uh, pretty new student. Like I didn't, I, 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 I'm not sure if in any of the the enjoy shows that I've watched, if there was anything set up there where they were like, this is this is a student versus teacher. Was this just kind of a match that they well, put together? He's well, only had is, one appearance before this because he right, was in, at the, the in the Odyssey. Right. So, yeah, this essentially was MV coming off his loss to uh, the new champion, Edith Surreal, uh, and kind of getting his footing again. So this is like a the story was teacher versus student throughout the match. I do have a note here um, to start this off with that make fair doing an amazing job on commentary. And I already told them uh, during uh on twitter how amazing they did and i just want to point out it was so fucking good oh yeah so fucking good like i would like you to replace veda scott uh as commentator because you fucking killed it it was way more enjoyable hearing you your your thoughts everything added to the stories and the matches it was smart it was concise it was great i loved it yeah, yeah, I was I was fifty fifty on Meg at least in the first hour. Uh, the 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 addition to the storytelling were fantastic. They knew the psychology that was needed and the backstory and all that, and that was much needed. And that was a great job. I felt like it took into that second hour 
before they really got their footing on it because it all came off kind of bland in the first hour, in my opinion. And but but it, but I didn't feel that same thing in that second episode. I thought I, I first thought time doing went. commentary though. How crazy is that? Yeah, the, yeah, in, yeah. By the second hour, you're fucking nailing it. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, teacher versus student was basically the story here. MV hits a shoulder tackle and a slap to the face, and then a senton as like a combo was real good. Also, before the match, the important thing is. Me telling MV that he's a fucking hunk made the the, the edits. Yeah, <laughs> it's in there. I also have a note here that says it's chopping time. So there it's, was, yeah, these it, two are not afraid to hit each other and hit each other hard. And like, then MV hit this right cross out of nowhere that fucking popped me huge. It was so funny. I was, I was giggling. By the way, Perfect Perkins is huge. Yo, dude, legit. Like yeah, legitimately huge. Like, oh yeah, to go back to the interview. When you're so tall, right? The interviewer like, holding the head. microphone to you. Yeah, but they you cut can't him out even of the, hear them. Right, they cut him out of the the frame. <laughs> Only they showed the bottom of his mouth. That wasn't like uh, uh and then enjoy. They cut that was to show like how fucking yeah, bad no, he is. <laughs> uh, they... so this was also uh, the uh, match where the the packs. The pecs were popping in two very different ways. And I loved all of it. Yeah, the MV hit the ring post harder than I've ever seen a human being hit a ring post. Yeah, and he made it busted open kick. from it. So. Yeah, he made it look good. Yeah. Uh, Perkins body slams MV on the stage. Uh, there was more brawling uh, than the the head uh, bounced off the ring post. They trade suplexes. MV hits a tornado DDT that I've never seen a big guy like him hit before, and it was gross. Yeah, that um, was a good. Move. He then hit two German suplexes. Was looking for the third. Perkins reversed it and hits a huge belly to back overhead suplex on MV. Um, MV hits the half and half suplex on the ring apron, uh, which is the hardest part of the ring. Did you know that, Josh? I did not. <laughs> well, now you do. Um, I, I I I I feel like no one ever had that on a wrestling show ever. No, no, right. it's, uh, it's very little talked about. But uh, doing my right. research, I found out that it was the hardest part of the ring. Right, Indep- Indep- independent here. Independent show, Kevin actually named that the show hard no, part of the ring. No. I, oh, that's a good point, Jayhawk. <laughs> I, might, I don't know. That might have been named so. <laughs> 880, hardest part of the ring. I love it. You're welcome. It actually won done. That's the <laughs> I'm joke. I'm kidding. I get it. <laughs> Jesus. Literal Jayhawk. I get it. <laughs> Literal Jayhawk. Envy uh, hit a, a, fur, a, a flurry of slaps. Uh, Perkins hits a power slam and heads to the top rope. MV cuts him off and hits a superplex. Then a running cannonball. Uh, he goes for another, and uh, Perkins catches him and hits a fallaway slam into the turnbuckle for two. Um, MV hits a slap and a deadlift German. Again, just the strength on MV is gross. Uh, Perkins hit a pretty good spear for two, and then MV hit a sick kick in the brainbuster for the three. I like the brainbuster. I think yeah. that could that match could have ended about. Four minutes earlier, but um, I like the brainbuster finish. Uh, once they got going, I was into it. I was into it all the way through. I was like, oh, I, yeah. was, I was rocking and rolling, fucking writing notes and fucking watching. I was like, oh my god, yeah, just fucking hurt each other. <laughs> Big meaty men slapping me, beating the shit out of each other. I appreciate that. Uh, at the end, MV puts over Perkins uh, that he can hit hard. He's a hard hitting motherfucker and uh, gives him a steel reserve beer, Pittsburgh beer. They love to tell everybody about Pittsburgh. That's my only thing. <laughs> Enjoy it. All these Pittsburgh cats. They just love talking about Pittsburgh. They love you, it. 
You never do the same thing with New York. No, no, not at all. And nobody ever does it with Cleveland, right? Yeah. It's okay it's, when they do it in al- New York. It's almost like people talk about the places that they're from because they really love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just highlighting things, Morris. Just highlighting, you know. Uh, so then we get a nice Gannon Jones Jr. Uh, promo. He is known as the all-star Gannon Jones Jr. Uh, and then we get a follow-up Mikey Montgomery promo. And uh, Meg hits the Mikey's gonna figure out something. Is he still the meta man? I don't know. Here, uh, they didn't, men- they didn't mention yeah, it yeah, here. There was no, no. no mention. So we get into this match. Uh, obviously, both guys looking to pick up their first singles win in Enjoy Wrestling. That's going to be the story of the match. And also, that Mikey is a huge underdog because Gannon is a goddamn giant monster, <laughs> and Mikey is a tiny little oo boy. And they and both guys played into that very well. Gannon Hugan to power the entire way. Mikey Hugan at speed and the technical ability to try to stay away and the early going. Yeah. Eventually, eventually he gets caught and Gannon's just throwing him around for like ten minutes, and the crowd is eating up everything. Uh, every full finish, every Mikey Hope bot, the crowd went into everything. That was fucking great. Because they're not a normal wrestling crowd and they actually enjoyed uh what was being told to them. Can, so, can I just uh, say real quick about Gannon Jones and also with Duke Davis, how are these guys not on television yet? They can, oh no, that's the they million are dollar fucking question, man. Greek statues of men. Like, look at what look how big Gannon Jones is. Like, it's bonkers. How is he not on television yet? They won't do David cake. He's been he had time off. He just came no, back to be a key that we yeah, took yeah. that weekend. I don't even know if yeah. like a full time thing or a one or a one off. I know, I know, but I'm just saying in general, I cannot believe those two were not that that is a custom made television tag team if i've ever seen one in my entire life it's amazing anyway back to the so, match go ahead so like jared said you know i just started off uh like he was using a speed around gannon he did catch him with the soul food um and then he went for a hurricanrana and got hit with a sick power bomb for two uh gannon starts working off mikey it's a beel toss off the top rope uh and two body slams only for two uh, Mikey catches Gannon for with a roll up for two. Gannon hits an atomic drop and a huge clothesline for two point nine 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 nine. Gannon applies a sleeper. Mikey gets out, hits a pump kick, and then gets a forearm back. He hits a spinning heel kick and a bunch of forearms. He does a roll out of the corner into a meteora. It looks like it was supposed to be a Canadian destroyer, but uh. The way he caught him, he just end, end up going down for a Meteora, which was a nice save. He still only got 2.999. Mikey then decides to show off and crab walk the middle rope, uh, and he jumps into a goozle, but he breaks the choke slam and then gets hit with a fucking massive black hole slam for fucking 2.999. Did you count how many actual, like, it felt like there's so many rotations on that. Oh, uh, I think it was just like one, but goddamn, it was just insane. This is wild. Uh, Mikey hits a crossbody, but Gannon rolls through and hits the end of days for 2.999. I mean, there were so many close falls, like every single time. Like, I swear to God, it was the end. Uh, Mikey hits a suicide dive and then goes for a slice bread. Gannon counters and hits a pop-up powerbomb for two. Uh, I have in my notes, OMG, real huge. Uh, Mikey hits a moonsault into a DDT. And then he hits the slice bread and still only gets two. 
That was that near fall guy. I even actually watching. I, I thought that was like, it. I finally that thought got that me was live it. because yeah. you can kind of see me in the background. Like I think both of us. Oh, are yeah, like, I was there live. It, it, I still watching this match back. Thought the fucking ending was still going to come differently. Watching it back because <laughs> it was so fucking good. I was into it. Uh, that's the best kind of wrestling when you're into it and you know the finish. But goddamn it, it's just it's so good. You never know, and you don't need star ratings to tell you that. Oh, Jesus right. Christ. Shut uh, the fuck up about stars now, Josh, please. Uh, Mikey gets countered trying to pick Gannon up. Uh, for some reason, he's trying to get him in a fireman's carry. And Gannon hits a huge double underhook DDT for the three. <laughs> what a match. That'd be great. I'm, I'm not going to give this a star rating, but I'm going to give this four and a half hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Jay Golgis, what you get for being our Eric Bischoff or Bruce Pitcher? You know what, Marcy? Milk. I'm giving it five handshakes, though. <laughs> I'm, gi- I'm giving it. It was fucking great. I would like Mikey to win but a match, though, soon. It would only be about 3.75 chili dogs. <laughs> it would be Kevin with the Tokyo uh, Dome. We got to confirm with Ronald Two Legs on that before that's official, though. Can I can I reach can out I get to the, the conversion rate on that? To, to our friends that enjoy, if you're listening, can Mikey win a match, please? Please, the <laughs> man. The story. Is... No, that's the story. Just like it is at 880 with uh, uh, amateur Reese wrestler Hayes. Reese Hayes. It's it's gonna it's the you're it, it'll eventually happen, but you got to fucking you're hooked into that story now, Josh, and they're gonna fucking take you along for it, baby. We're all invested. Right. You're invested. Uh, all right, that's the end of episode one. Uh, let's roll into the beginning of episode two. We start off with our attorney, our buddy, our pal, who we had on here last week. The gavel equals ratings. The gavel, David Lawless, and all that I have written down here because it's all we need to know is Lawless is flawless. I need one of those gavel baseball jerseys. That's fucking sweet. By the, by the way, David Lawless, I just wanted to ask, and, and everyone here is probably going to kill me for it. <laughs> if Kohomi got a Zipka Dave Melker question, I'm coming nope. through that screen choking you to death. You're a lawyer, and you got a judge's gavel. <laughs> then are you a judge, or are you a lawyer? So let's fi- should it, it's a lawyer gimmick with a gavel. That's all I'm asking. What can you put to you? A weapon, a manila folder? What the no, fuck? <laughs> a briefcase. <laughs> You know, with amicus briefs inside of it, or you know, <laughs> you know what? Don't piss off our attorney, okay? He's gonna help me take <laughs> Josh, my grandma's house in her fuck? car. I don't know what's All happening right? tonight. He I hasn't apologize. done that yet. We I'm need to wait apart. until he does that. Yeah. Once I take her house and her car from her, then we can ask these <laughs> questions. Um, I don't know why I'm doing it tonight. I apologize. I have to stop. I'm. I'm. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> our uh, treasured attorney. <laughs> and you're sorry you're starting beef no, i can't I'm, believe it i'm sorry i'm sorry well i uh, i've read some of the ricky written and he written some very well and well written writs. that's a tough so one right there th- there's a, a mr grim promo as well uh boo boo that guy yeah um, boo. he should have stayed buried boo um can i just say mr grim got the best hometown on the card he built from as uh, being from the cat david lawless put him in that's fantastic. And, and he weighs 28 body bags, which yes. is very interesting. Are they full or are they empty? That's the real question. If they're empty, he is a pretty light fella. <laughs> yeah, but if they're full, I mean, he's like 8,000 pounds. So. Yeah. He wears uh, it very well. Then. So David Lawless <laughs> comes out. Uh, he tells us that, you know, in times of trouble, you rely on family. And obviously he's not going to wrestle Mr. Grimm. Like, come on. He's, he's a smart man. Uh, but his cousin Rex Lawless is going to wrestle Mr. Grimm. So. 
we get that match instead of David Lawless versus Mr. Grimm. It is now Rex Lawless with his cousin, the gavel David Lawless against Mr. Grimm. Now, what cousin. I love about this, uh, 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 this is a hot fight, and I'm here for it, but literally, like, I couldn't have writing that down like a note. Rex Lawless go for a hurricane run. I went, well, fuck. Well, well, that was pretty much the only like non-hot thing they really did. No, you want to get you want to get me going here, uh, Mister Grimm, with the uh, top rope uh, flipping over the top rope onto the floor was one of the sickest things I've ever seen for a guy his size. Yeah, yeah onto that... all those fans that just so happened to look like some 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 very notable people. That, I thought uh, I we, saw we... Uh, our buddies from Eight Eighty in there. Yeah, we, we, we have seen some of them people right. before. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, they yeah, look I, very I, familiar. Nick, they might have some Wild? like doppel doppelgangers or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't there was know. A blonde, something like that. One just right in the crowd. I just. Yeah, but that yeah, was but, sick. Come on. That was that was crazy. It was. There was there's Obey. a lot in this. Uh Re- yeah. Rex started off dominating. Mr. Grimm started to come back. Uh he got cut off with a really sick spear. R- Rex hits a fucking crazy looking spear. Like it it puts uh Bobby Lashley's a shame, in my opinion. Um Rex hit a, a choke bomb for two after the ref threw out David Lawless, which was bullshit. And I'm sure that ref is gonna get a nice uh lawsuit on his hands for that. Uh fuck you, ref. Um, let's see. Mr. Grimm hit a pounce and a Death Valley driver for the three, but he still hasn't beat David Lawless. So that, have that fun Death with Valley that. driver looked almost like a like a Death Valley driver into like a brain buster. Yeah, like he it was turned, pretty gross. He, he, yeah, he brought a pretty him gross straight move. down. Yeah, it was a great move. Yeah, I, I I I do give the referee credit for doing a Bet Joe Wet impression, trying to get the gavel out of there, like a baseball reference for anybody who cares. Yeah. Yeah, no, don't care. It will, it will, get, it will get the Stanford wind up, though, like you'd need some other referee. Too, I, I but... did get to see that on uh, Saturday, by the way. This was pretty great uh, to see it in person still. Um, you got to see the uh, Orlando wind up. Oh, I also want to point out uh, during uh, David Lawless's uh, intro uh, in his entrance when he was talking on the microphone, you can see Rosie the ref, who is the uh, bell ringer for Enjoy, giving him the finger with his gavel. So I noticed that down in the corner when I was watching. Uh, it made me chuckle. <laughs> Up next, we got a Bird Law interview. And uh, I'm starting to think that uh, Mike Bailey may not be able to cut a promo. Yeah, that was odd. Wasn't that odd? Uh, in, in fairness, one, Veda can cut a promo. I know some people don't like to hear that, but she can. And mm. two, when you're good in the ring of uh, Mike Bailey, yeah, is our promo really going to be something you focus on? Yes. I mean, he's... I mean, he should focus on him more, but if he becomes a good promo, he's going to main event everywhere. He but. should focus on wearing some fucking shoes. <laughs> uh, we get a hype video for the Bird Law slash production uh, match coming up, and it tells the story of basically how this all started and where we're at. And it ends with, fuck you, Bird Law, cut uh, from... I love Zeke. them. <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking fire. Got me hyped for this match. Even though I already saw it once, I was hyped to watch it again. Uh, this is for the Enjoy Tag Team Titles, the reigning and defending first ever tag team champions, the production, Derek Dillinger and Ziggy Heim from Cleveland, Ohio, take on Bird Law, Veda Scott, and her husband, Mike Bailey. Uh, I think Rich Bokini lives under a rock because he didn't understand what the final girl means. Um, like you've never heard of a, fi- a final girl in a horror movie. Luckily, Jim did and corrected him and explained to him uh, like a fifth grader what it meant. Um, my, note, my note on this was a uh, fake horror fan exposed. And then he asked if Derek is some type of movie producer 
And I needed to tell Rich that it's in his fucking name, Rich. He is the director, Derek Dillinger, the neon Tarantino, who is a director, Rich Bocchini. Okay, and I, I can I can forgive Rich Bocchini for not knowing what the final girl mean, but you've done production matches before. Like you're on the you did commentary on the last Enjoy show. You've seen Derek Dillinger. You know, the I'm assuming he was lining up easy things for Meg to talk about. As could be. What, what I'm going to assume. Yeah. So I just uh, I feel like uh, that's what he was kind of doing, maybe. Um, but it just came off like he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. And I was like, you're supposed to you're the guy like what what's happening here? And, um, I, and I and I, I kind of think I kind of think with the final girl bit, you're right. I think that Bokini understanding that not all the audience going to be a horror fan. Right. And maybe not understanding that. So, OK, well, here's the softball for you. Go ahead and explain that one. Right. But gotcha. I but. But the Derek Dillinger thing, it's like he'd been on these shows before. You've done his matches before. Like it's not the first time you've seen the gimmick. So that one that one that one came off a little bit weird. That's yeah. not even that's not the weirdest thing Bokini did in this match on commentary. They're grabbing a door at one point, and Bokini spent a long time talking about how it's from the U Door district of Gainesville, Florida. I thought that was a funny <laughs> bit, personally. I enjoyed that whole little bit that he did, yeah, like that... talking about how all used doors go through Gainesville, Georgia. And like they have a warehouse there, and there's a warehouse door district. Yeah, I thought that was that was funny. I like the that. door district. Yeah, the door district. Yeah, the used door district. Um, I do have some notes. Uh, let's see. Derek attacks Speedball and then uses Ziggy uh, to do leg drops on Speedball, which I thought which was I great. Yeah, yeah. He hit that elbow to the back of the head on Speedball to get the early advantage. Uh, Ziggy ducked under Bailey and then got hit uh, with a DDT from Veda which I thought that was a really unique tag team move that I've, I've honestly never seen before. I like that. Uh, Derek tops the ring post and then Bailey spins him around and goes for a kick and Derek moves and Bailey kicks the ring post with his kick pad on, uh, but he is barefoot. So I hope that hurt his toes. What is um, with you and the, the toes today? He has always, always had a thing about barefoot wrestler. It's weird. Like because, I've been explained, I've been explained it's the to first him thing why. you should attack. If you're another wrestler, that's, what that's it true. Be. Step right on the feet. That's yep. true. Work but then when Dominic Carini started wearing boots, he got mad at Dom for putting boots on. That's so not I, true. You can't win with him. I, that's not true. I started becoming a fan of Dominic Carini once we he started wearing boots. We were there when boots. he debuted his boots. Yeah. We were, it was I. It was the uh, no hold barred. Yeah. Dr- no hold driving. Yeah. In uh, in New Jersey, in Atlantic City during the pandemic, yep. switched it over so he wouldn't have to step on glass or anything. Yeah. Smart move. But anyway, I loved seeing Derek and Mike Bailey interact. Um, you know, I'm a Derek fanboy, but still he, uh, he adapts really well to the guys he's in the ring with. And Ziggy is just a menace. Yeah. There honestly. was so many good bits in this. There's a spot in here where Derek got Veda up on his shoulder, going to fire and carry mm-hmm. and Bailey got Ziggy up on his shoulder, going to fire and carry. And they're both like negotiating with each other to put the other one down. And it, it reminded me of the family guy bit with Hitler and Ava Braun going, no, you take the pill. No, you take the pill. <laughs> We're not comparing Derek to Hitler, I, but still. Wow, I I was not expecting a Hitler reference in our fucking Jeez. show today. God Christ, damn, Jayhawk! Jay like a Family Guy reference, technically. Oh, yes, my. Family Guy. I, I, oh you can my. edit that if you want, Butter. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you uh, just lay out there with that one, man. Um. So yeah, so Veda and Ziggy both walking cross faces on both men. Dillinger and Bailey then counter into fireman's carries and then negotiate to to set the women down and shake hands and they're they're happy with each other they shake hands you know they're, they're, things are good to go we'll take uh, the, the game time oh you didn't take it oh no you didn't take it either all right 
Then both, then both <laughs> women try and try. Then both, both women kicked the man and hit Canadian destroyers on him stereo, which was pretty sweet. Uh, Bailey locked in a leg lock on Ziggy, and then they hit a combination magic killer on Derek. Yeah, that was and good. And it rolled into the lock, which I thought was really sick. Um, yep. Oh, man, that had to hurt. Um, but then Derek breaks it uh, by body slamming Veda on Bailey. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ziggy hits a Mazel Tov cocktail, which I had to bring up for you, Josh. Love it. Uh, let's see. Both men hold a door for Veda to put Ziggy through. Yeah, that, that, was, that was sweet, actually. And then Derek powerbombs Veda on Bailey through a door after he misses his uh, shooting star knees. And then they hit the final cut. And your winners and still enjoy tag team champions from Cleveland, Ohio, the production. Yep. Take that. Fantastic. That was fantastic. That's still such like a sweet finisher, too. Their finisher is the best. It's the best tag team finisher in wrestling by far. Uh, so then we're going to start off uh, episode three with uh, Veda Scott taking back over uh, announcing duties. Ooh, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I like Veda on commentary. I know I'm in a minority of our group of friends in saying that, but Meg was doing uh, Meg was doing a really good job in getting better if it went along. I really wish they would have just stuck with Meg the rest of it. Like I'm saying, I, I think in future, future shows, I think it needs to be Meg full time and Veda oh, yeah. can give him a shot. He and fly that. off somewhere. I don't. I don't think she needs to be flown in for or dr- drive in for uh, shows anymore. I think you got somebody right there, local that can do it, and fucking killed it the whole time. Even if Bikini was doing some heavy lifting and helping uh, them along, I think that uh, it was barely noticeable until certain parts of that uh, production match. Uh, starting off episode three, though, we do get Ray Lynn um, doing a promo. And then uh, we get a match: Raylan versus Miu Yamashita. Yamashita, nice. I, I uh, like Raylan. They they love to boo her there. She does a really good job with the runway at uh, at Enjoy. Yeah, and uh, they start off with lots of chain wrestling, and then uh, Miu hits a kick across the shoulder blades that just. Oh, I think it would crack my back in ways that uh, would put me in a hospital. Can can I say this? After seeing Yamashita and seeing um, um, uh, Itami and a few other of the women coming here, our, our, the female wrestlers in our country, I think, have a hard time matching. Besides maybe Jocelyn and Ziggy, there's a, a, there's a difficulty sometimes matching that stiff style, I think. I think sometimes... You know, someone like Yamashita who's throwing those massive kicks. I mean, they're massive. Um, we have a hard time here. I don't because we don't train that way. You know, right. I don't think our our schools don't teach like a strong style. You know, uh, almost like a, a pan craze style. And they Yamashita and Itami brought that in, and it's it's sometimes I feel bad almost that like you know someone like Ray Lynn who has a ton of heat in in uh, enjoy. Sometimes she, you got to be able to match that power. I don't know if a lot of the women wrestlers in our, um, in, that are coming out of the schools now have that same pan craze, you know, UWFI style. No, you're absolutely right. I don't think they do. I think that women wrestlers in the United States, they train to a point where it's so limited with how many women wrestlers there are that they train to a point where they're sort of good and then they can go wherever they want, do whatever they want as far as, 
you know, getting bookings because they're so limited at, you know, how, like how many good women's workers there are in the United States on the Indies and they don't, and they feel like they don't have to train any further. And there are some that do, um, you know, you, you mentioned a few and there's others that, that we may not have mentioned that do, but a lot of them don't. And I think that, you know, that's the difference between, uh, your, your women from like stardom and stuff like that, where they continuously train to get better. And it shows because, watching like stardom if the women here could could adapt and train like they do like in japan we'd have some monsters on our hands um women's wise that i think would just change the game um and we just don't it's just it's just a training flaw it feels like we we have women great women's wrestlers but they're snapped up so fast that on the indies you don't get you're not going to get someone who's going to be able to match the the intensity of one of those you know stardom or, just, they or don't have enough seasoning they don't get right. they don't end up with enough that continuous training i feel like the training regimens in japan are just so different and you know correct me if i'm speaking out of turn but i just feel like that that's just a big detriment to women's wrestling in the united states like it's fine no, um, I, but i feel like it could be on a whole nother level like it is over yep. in japan if definitely if they train differently yeah, yeah. i i agree with you on that but again and to josh's point the women are getting snapped up so fast by the major company at the point that their healing and becoming a lot lower mm-hmm. because they're already on national TV working against other people who basically have their experience level. Right. They're not getting that opportunity to work with a wide variety of style, a wide yeah. variety of women of different experience level. Yeah, they're not right. getting that opportunity. And that, that is hurting at the whole. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just thought it's not, I'm not bashing, you know, the, the women wrestling. I'm just saying, seeing the Japanese wrestlers, there's just a different gear you know, that they put out that is, it's a terrifying, you know, to see some of those kicks and some of those punches. They, they're just coming here with such a different, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like almost like a, a callus as far as like how they, how they build up their tolerance to those big kicks and those, those punches, you know? And then like their, their strength difference is very yeah. different. Like you could tell like that they hardcore work out and like, they don't look, they're not all muscly, but like they, you know, they retain like feminine qualities but they just they fucking hit harder and they punch yeah. harder and they it's hit just moves a, harder and yeah, they it's, look, it's, I it think looks it's more all, legit and more real yeah than, that's like, what i'm half saying of the shit women hit yeah like that like, hand craze style like that oh my god she really just i think that girl is dead like in, in when we watch those starter matches and some of those finishers are absolutely brutal and they're up you know five minutes later doing their press conference so you know it's just it's such a different world as far mm-hmm. as the training goes um, so I'd, I'd love to see our, our, you know, the indie scene, get more women who want to, you know, train that way, but it's so hard right now. It really yeah, is. Imagine if we companies. had like somebody open up a school, uh, specifically to train women like that, uh, over here. Holy fuck. Yeah. And I, but I think what we talked about was, is also the problem is that if we do, they're going to get snapped up in like three seconds. Like the, as soon well, as that you won't see be somebody- a problem, if they're trained properly, I think that right. that that ceiling will be a lot different if they're trained a different way than what right. they're trained here. Right. I think there's a different style and training that, that goes into all of it. So yeah. The other, the other question is, can we do start a school like that in the United States who's available that's going to be able to run it and teach right. that style? Well, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's a hypothetical I'm just putting out there. It's just something that, you know, should be looked at mm-hmm. anyway, back to the match. Yep. Okay. Uh, can we get a, can we get a spot early where Yamashita is dominating early? They're fighting on the floor. Raylan catching her foot and slamming to the ring post, and mm-hmm. then like, and then like, almost never go back to the leg the rest of the match. 
No, she worked like, over the leg quite a bit, actually. Uh, back in the ring, she had a leg lock on and stuff like that, trying to work over the leg as like, you know, because she knew it was a weapon. But you're right. After a certain point, it never got touched again. And she and, and um, you never really sold it after that point. Yeah, I mean, they're tr- they're trading leg kick like at the Antonio Inoki Muhammad Ali match from the 70s. And and like and like she's not telling the leg kick. She's not telling her leg hurting when she's kicking. She's not telling her leg being hurt when she's getting kicked. The runway did interfere quite a bit in this as well. Um, throughout and the crowd started chanting, fuck this ref, which was hilarious. That's what I'm saying. You, these refs, man. <laughs> Rich Bikini, it's like, I don't know what they're mad at the referee for. Like, like he's doing his job trying to, you know, you know, you know trying to keep Raylan back. Can't see it all. Go, so thank you for trying, Rich, but the crowd was not having it. And, uh, yeah, I don't have much else on here other than, uh, that, that me, you wins and then. Uh, Raylan tries to attack after, uh, you know, the runway and, and them attack. And, uh, oh, that last kick, by the way, was so fucking sick. Raylan yeah. accidentally hits, uh, you know, a member of the runway. And I think that's kind of they're done because, uh, well, well, uh, pulling the curtain back a little bit here, and most likely Raylan's left to enjoy appearance because she's going to be based out of Texas moving forward. So. Yes. So, oh, really? Yeah. Yes. She moved, she moved to Texas. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Cause that was basically, that was basically, "Quote unquote," writing her off. If you want to, if you want to word possibly. It that way. I mean, you know, there are enjoy. They could, you know, pay for the flight to bring her in every yeah, show. They could. You never know. I mean, yeah, I don't think she's not going to be on every show at this point. I don't think, but she could get brought in. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. The skull kick being the finish needed to be the finish, right? But based on where Ray Lynn fell, I was expecting a foot on the rope, whether Ray Lynn put it there or whether one of the runway put it there. Like I, I like I was shocked that I was the finish because I was certain the foot was hitting the rope. Mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised that wasn't the cake, but I, I, I was certain it was, that was not going to end it. We then get a Sue Young promo um, with Toddy Tondera, a friend of the show, who uh, just gets sprayed in the face with some red mist. <laughs> um, Sue Young first, is bonkers. <laughs> first ever enjoy appearing at 15 seconds and getting sprayed in the face. Again, Toddy, people would pay to, to have that happen. Just saying. <laughs> Save it for the only fans. <laughs> And there uh, are definitely people an, out there. We do, we do then get an Edith Surreal promo. Uh, she mentions that she uh, repainted the belt because MV did beat it up quite a bit. Uh, and that also that her mask would protect her from uh, Sue Young's uh, mandible claw finish. I, I was so glad she said that because I was thinking that too. Like that that was a really, really smart thing to bring up. And uh, we go to the match. Edith Surreal versus Sue Young for the Enjoy uh, Championship. Uh, Edith starts off outsmarting Sue, uh, and then hits a drop kick. Um, there's a lot of really weird, like segmented stuff in this match. Like at one point, Edith's on the outside and, and has everybody make a tunnel so that she could run through it and then just hit oh, a kick yeah. on Sue yeah. Young, which <laughs> kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. Um, what just... threw me off about that one is that they're, they're treating it like she's gaining all this momentum. It's like she's got to run slower, but she got to go underneath the can. Like she right. can't and run then full She feet. tried to do it again, and like Sue Young just ran in there and attacked her. Um, there was a spot where Edith like gets kicked off the ropes and gets caught by the crowd, and is like crowd surfed around, which I thought was was a very cool spot. Um, very cool visual. Um, that's like the majority of my notes I have for this outside of like the uh, towards the end when Sue Young gets caught up on the ropes, which was very scary live. Um, oh, yeah. Not, oh, not my being God. Able to get her out. I yeah, can't believe the- that finish. I could not believe that she was still on the ring post tied up at the end of that. That yeah, was so- rough. It was so scary. We definitely thought she fucked up her leg real bad. 
Yeah, so leading up to that, Edith Yuke at the Indian Deathlock, which is a move I love that nobody you can anymore. And then she turned it around into an FTF, which was fucking great. I love that. Uh, to play off of the Edith Guerrero interview earlier on, Suyun going for the mandible claw. She can't get it with the Mac, but she actually lifts the Mac up in order to get the claw on. That was brilliant. Then we get that spot up, up at the top. We get the Misty Eye with Edith up on the top. Go for the mandible claw again. Edith counters into the DDT through the table, and Kunfoot gets caught on the top rope because she. Go down, but duck and go down. How come? How come I haven't seen more of that online? Like that that image right there, because that was sick, and that's something that like if you watch, if like that's completely what people post on Twitter, like gifts like that. Like that should have been everywhere. I can't believe she went through the table. Right? It was like a DDT. Well, one thing they they ask specifically at Enjoy Shows is that you don't throw uh, videos and stuff out there from the show as spoilers. But now that over. it has it, yeah. it has aired um i i don't know where that footage why that hasn't that's been great that's been a crazy visual i couldn't believe it when she went through like that her foot was still there like M- maybe it, young caden should uh get that footage and put that out yeah because i saw his ass on the front row yeah <laughs> either with a second ddt after they get the foot freed up to get the pin and a 19 minute and 50 second and to tell you how good this show is this was my least favorite match of the entire show it's I good. Mean, it's really good. It's yeah. a main event quality match. It's my well, least favorite match of the entire show. The show is that good. Well, everything Edith does is for for enjoy is is top, and and for most of the places where Edith is the top of the card, you get a a high quality match. So you know, I, I agree with you there. I I don't even know if I had a match that I didn't enjoy there, so to speak. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Ha! Huh. See. Dun, dun. <laughs> Uh, so, I, I, I uh, like it can be pretty unanimous here, but I'm going thumbs up. Thumbs course, up. We love, yeah. we love enjoy. Of course, it's a thumbs up. Double thumbs up. Yeah. Five, five handshakes. <laughs> Kevin five, in the Tokyo Dome. Five grumpy jiggled faces. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it very much. Five dog barks. <laughs> I'll tear Marcy. Arf, 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 arf. Okay, I counted five. Okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh, jesus i love this show so much yeah you needed this after after your week right <laughs> you, you needed all our crazy bullshit very much so all right well we gotta do uh some voicemails because we have some voicemails so that's not over yet let's keep rocking and rolling hello no one is available to take your call please leave a message after the tone all right and i I can't believe he recorded a conversation with my wife and threw that in the voicemail bunker (laughs) oh man uh so this is actually from august 4th um no we did uh the show we kind of mixed stuff together last week so we actually had an interview from july along with a live um, or a newer segment of a review from a show. So the phone calls were specific to the David Lawless interview, um, but we did have some calls. Um, so these are basically all like two of these calls are from that time, roughly. So uh, up first is a friend of the show, Toddy Tondera. Hey, oh, hey, uh, who we just talked about. Oh me, oh my, IW Guide, this is Toddy from 880 Wrestling. And the only time that I'm going to call you folks is in the middle of the night 
when my voice is absolutely sounds like this after a show. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I'm going to call you. So I will have a a, a more of more of a gruff gruff tone. Uh tonight, uh amateur wrestler Reese Hayes won against uh Paris Sahara in Paris. This was their uh this was her debut uh for eight eighty wrestling. But Paris was in the Enjoy Odyssey but it was a good main event, so I would recommend amateur wrestler Reese Hayes versus Paris Sahara. If uh, you didn't get a chance to see it, it's definitely worth a call to listen to. All right, folks, have a nice night. Goodbye. Oh, thanks, Toddy. Yeah, giving us a little. Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch last week. I got. I'm going to watch the last week and then this week um, combined up. So, I like to stack my shows, kind of get it all in with 880. Yeah, I watched I watched those show the past Thursday. Pretty good. All right. Uh up next is our buddy Zach. Hey, the indie wrestling guy, Zach here. Hey, I've got a spicy question, but I'm a coward and I'm not gonna ask it. So <laughs> I'm gonna ask you this other way friendlier question, which is uh celebrating Charlie Barty's birthday, Butter's birthday, sorry. And uh my dog Hannah, it's her birthday today. So here's my question for y'all. What wrestler, what maybe a little older wrestler is still looking unbelievably good for their age. I'm going to take the easy answer. I'm going Matt Cross, but I look forward to hearing what y'all have to say. All right. Bye, everyone. Have a good week. Oh, this is so easy. Alex Shelley, 1 million percent. That's a good answer. Uh, um, my answer is going to be the Necro Butcher. I'm going to say John Thorne. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to give you two here at Uh, one, it's not that he's old. It's that people don't really like he's as old as he is because he's in his late 30s, Orange Cassidy. Everybody assumes he's in his 20, but, he, but he's older than that. Uh, the other one right now is AJ Styles. AJ Styles is older than me, and he looks like he's in his 30. Oh, those are, those are my two. It's the it's the soccer mom hair is what it is. Possibly. If he had the shorter haircut, he'd probably look like a guy to tell you to get off his lawn, keep the, the gay community away from him. <laughs> what? Uh, you mean... So you, so you mean he would look like AJ Styles? Yeah. Well, she's Marcy's wearing a the gay community uh, bullet club shirt. That's why I said that. No, I, I really don't have one. Uh, I think I thought about this when I originally heard the call. It came up with one. Uh, but I'm going to stick with my answer of the Necro Butcher. He doesn't look a day over dead. So. <laughs> uh Yeah. Um, I'm feeling that line. That's great. Thanks, Zach. I love Zach. Zach's the best. Toddy Tondera called again. Uh, this was actually from this past Friday. Uh, like I said, that first Toddy call was from August 4th. Uh, we're recording today on the 13th. So, uh, yeah, that call was roughly old. So that that show was a couple weeks ago. Uh, he called back after another show late in the uh, the early Friday morning hours. Here we go. I dub died. It's Toddy Tondera from 880 Wrestling. And that's right. It's like 2.39 in the morning. So that means it's after a wrestling show on a Thursday or a Friday night or maybe a Sunday night or something like that. And my voice is totally shot. I'm hitting you with this. And if you want me to stop, just tell me, just, just tell me to stop leaving messages, but I'm just having fun. So tonight, Thursday night fights, uh, it was uh, the main event was Gianni, Michael, and Rico defending the 880 championship against MV Young and Brohemoth. MV Young and Brohemoth were co-number one contenders because they had a draw in the main event of the Strongman Invitational. 
So made both of them number one contenders. So they fought GME tonight, and a bunch of sleeper holds happened. A bunch of sleeper holds happened. The GME held on to the title. And tomorrow morning, I don't know when this will go live, but tomorrow morning, GME is going one-on-one with Marion Fontaine for the 880 Championship at Enjoy Wrestling, uh, their demolition derby over Bottle Rocket. Um, so whenever you hear this, that match will probably already have happened. So I can't tell you uh, what's going to happen or anything like that for sure. I have no idea. But if Marion Fontaine wins, we won't have a championship at 880 because Marion Fontaine has it. But if Gianni wins, we keep that belt and we have it for more week-to-week shows. So tomorrow, I have to root for Gianni. I have no other choice. If Marion Fontaine wins that belt, there's nothing we're going to have. So I'm going to be sick to my stomach tomorrow. So I had to I had to get it off my chest to the IW guy, the one and only IW guy from from <laughs> from closer to Cleveland than they are Pittsburgh. But I don't know. Good show tonight. Um, shout out Reese. Uh, Reese is growing a beard until he wins. So now he's going to be bearded <laughs> until he wins, which God knows maybe ever. All right, folks. Have a nice night. See you soon. Bye. I love it. I'm closer. First off. First off, Tani, Tani, call as much as you'd like, Tani. Yeah, exactly, exactly what I'm going to say. And Jay Golden, closer to Pittsburgh than he is to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying much, he's still like four hours away from Pittsburgh. Bye. That's right. I, li- I lived in Pennsylvania. To Not be fair, I think Marion Fontaine would definitely be a fighting champion and would show up every Thursday and, you know, on the Fridays on 5th as well. I think Marion Fontaine would absolutely be a fighting champion. Where's oh, Marion Fontaine? Percent. Where's Marion Fontaine from? From Ohio? Uh, up by Cleveland, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I- yeah, I, I I think you're underestimating Marion Fontaine there. He can update great updating and he you can left and right turn and cater. Yeah. Uh on his old timey cars. Yes. Um and the bygone era. Uh all right, up next is the other JB. Hey there, Indie Wrestling guys. It's the other JB. So uh this weekend I am going to watch a double feature with my brother before he goes and leaves to start the next school year at college. So we are watching a double feature of Enter the Dragon, and we are going to watch um, Bloodsport, a film that inspired um, the creation of the Mortal Kombat franchise, how it was set up. Um, One of the uh, movie theaters near me is having a anniversary screening of Enter the Dragon, and so definitely got to go and see that on the big screen whenever you can. Because, you know, it's just, it's great. So I was wondering if anyone on the panel could talk about some of their uh, favorite uh, double features that they may have either programmed, had, um, had, or, you know, would want to watch. So, uh, yeah, let me know what double features y'all have gone to, um, done by yourselves, and which ones that you would want to do in the future. All right. Thanks. So I do have an answer for this. There's there's two movie franchises, um, both from my childhood that I if I watch part one I have to watch part two so I always watch them back to back usually. Uh, number one is Ghostbusters, and number two is Ninja Turtles. Um, I always watch one and two back to back as a as a double feature combo. Um, trying to think, there's uh, there's some others that I've definitely done before. Um, Actually, why I like going to the drive-in is because you can always get a double feature. I always try to go to two movies I want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
what, during the pandemic when there were no movies coming out, the driving were just starting up again. The theater up in Chardon had a triple feature of Kung Fu Panda, Karate Kid, and the original Ghostbusters, all three back to back. That and I made it a point to take the kids to that one. My son got a cartoon. My daughter got my daughter got the Ghostbuster, and then I got and I love all three of those movies anyway. So it was fantastic. Coming for um, everybody. The other one I, I I was thinking of was um. Damn it! It just popped out of my fucking head again. Never mind. We we used to do um Bloodsport and Best of the Best. I think we talked about that with our our legal counsel. And then uh, also my daughter and I did uh, Labyrinth and the Neverending Story. Okay. That's a good one. If you want eighties eighties fantasy, those are two two some of the best. I usually do Back to the Future one and two, and also Halloween one and two. Uh, the originals. Uh, I there too. Yeah, those anything that's keeps the story going I, I need to you know spend four hours with one of these characters not just two so yeah yeah my, my daughter had my sense of humor we did a drive and i had airplane and monty python and the holy grail back to back at one point the original uh 89 batman and batman returns oh i like good, that that's definitely that's definitely a good one there too yeah i i, I the tons of you know those those 80s classics that had a really good sequel alien aliens um I could yeah name off tons. That's anything that had a really solid follow up. Predator, Predator Two, um, yeah. I definitely watch one. I got to watch the other. Just keep the the shit rolling. Marcy, you got any? I got none actually. I was thinking about this. It's hard enough. Like I I can do movies, but two movies back to back is just seems like that's too much time doing one specific thing. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm I'm also big on doing on doing. Uh, somewhat related thing back to back, like event, like adventure type movie. I, I don't know how exactly related they are, but I've done Prince and Bride and Goonie back to back before. Wow, that's a good one. Crocodile Dundee one and two. I guess one was <laughs> great. Two was ridiculous. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee one and three. One and three. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody yelling at us for not getting Godfather one and two back to back, but those are a, a little bit longer movie. That's, that's a long. so. That's you just to be fair, your whole be, day. To be fair, um, they were running those back to back to back uh, when I broke my neck, and I watched those movies like three days all day long every day for the three day stay in the hospital I had when I broke my neck. So I saw those movies a lot, and I haven't yeah. watched them since. Yeah. You really yeah, want yeah. to do it? You do the Lord of the Rings, the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. I can't do them all back to back either. Too long. I love oh, I love all like those movies, but it gotta be. Star I gotta Wars do back one to back. Fuck. No, you Lord of the Rings is thirteen hours. You can do three of the Star Wars movies probably in seven, but no Lord thanks. of the Rings is. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I mean, I'd done that during Star Wars Day uh, with one of my exes. We used to do it, but we tried to do the uh, Avengers all the Avengers movies leading up to um, the first Avengers showing they did like Thor one and two Iron Man one and two um, the first winter. So the first Captain America, and there was like one more and you just had to sit there until you got, and I just couldn't do it. I was like, nah, I'm going to just show up the night of the movie and, and wait for, you know, the Avengers movie. But anyway, yeah. So what do we got? I think it's plug time. All right. You want to start us off, Marcy? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky, Twitch, and OnlyFans at eGirlFanboy, boy spelled B-O-I. Listen to my other podcast, X Over. We're on a little bit of a vacation, but there might be an episode dropping soon for our review of 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original 1990 movie, which is, by the way, not a kid's movie, but still a good watch. And I'll be dropping soon. So check that out. I'm upset I wasn't invited for that episode. <laughs> You're up any time she doesn't invite you on Epic Code. You can't be on all of them. I'm That's never not on. me. That's I'm Josh, never invited. First ever. off, I was just on for Street Fighter. Yeah, you were just on. Look, I'm, never I, I'm a I'm a I'm a ratings giant. Okay, you put me on, your show goes through the roof. That's that's how this works. <laughs> when you go on, when he on the show, <laughs> I put the numbers in 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 the listens. Okay, you're a usurper. You're no prince of Pittsburgh. <laughs> There's three kings. I'm just the prince. As right. the pup, as the pup of Pittsburgh, I have to distribute guests evenly, and I can't just rely on one person all the time. When it's he's fine. on your My show, my shoulders Meltzer are big Ray enough gets... to carry the load of three podcasts at once. That's okay. Yeah. When Butter's done your show, Melker rake a four out four point five out of five star. You gotta have him on the show more often. Unacceptable. <laughs> why do you why anyway. do you think I was always on wrestling cheers? I popped them numbers every time I was on. Oh, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, you can find me Same on all. I mean what? <laughs> oh god. You can find me on Twitter at RefJHawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539, TikTok at RefJHawk, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJHawk. Uh, I've got a Patreon show that if it's not up by the time the drop should be up in the next day or two, where I interview former managing editor of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Bob Smith, where we look at the kind of the origin of independent wrestling at the territory we're dying. About an hour and a half long, some really fun stuff. Go check that out. Was there any and- respectful hog talk in it? There was not any respectful hog talk. I don't want to no. fucking listen to it then. <laughs> but if you're on the five dollar tier or higher, and you're interested in anything pre 2010, really good, really interesting stuff. We have a lot of stuff late eighty, early ninety on that one. Uh, I'm also going to be on Bob Smith podcast, the Outdated Wrestling Hour. I believe that dropped this Friday. It might be next week. I know he record tried to record a couple ahead, and and that basically talking about this podcast and my career. And I'm, I think I'm going to be back on his show at some point to actually talk old school wrestling with him in the future. Did you uh, tell him about how you love this business so much you lost your shoot job so you could go uh, work Paradigm? <laughs> uh, that We actually discussed that off the air because I have a GoFundMe to try to get my car fixed, and Bob Smith, one of the few people that actually donated toward it. So, I nice. had to get paid, Jayhawk. I'm coming. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he's waiting for me to pay him, and then he's going to give you money, <laughs> then I pay him. <laughs> but I do have that GoFundMe to try to get my car fixed so I can go to my new shoot job that starts on Friday. So please right. help. Yeah, man. It's Good all over you, my brother. Twitter. It's well, all over my Twitter, brother. so please. Maybe your job doesn't start on Friday, brother. You'll get them <laughs> breaks fixed, brother. Well, well, we're kicking an area. My mother-in-law is going to let my wife borrow her car, and I can use my wife's car. So I'll, I'll be able to get there, but I don't want to rely on my mother-in-law for a week. So I really want to get the breaks fixed. <laughs> so you guys can help me out with that. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, transportation permitting, I am scheduled to work for Real Action Pro Wrestling this Saturday. August 19th, I've got the Ohio Urban Renaissance Center in Youngstown, Ohio. Kick o'clock bell time there. Hulk Hogan's going to be there live, everybody. You should go. <laughs> Hulk Hogan is not going to be there live. Card subject to change, but Hulk Hogan said he was coming, brother. He told me. He was like, I might be there, brother. You never know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see uh, what the house looks like, brother. Yeah. Where I was told. Yeah. Hulk Hogan also claimed that I weighed 700 pounds when he body slammed me at the Silver Dome. So... Didn't you just die like two days after that too? <laughs> Hulk Hogan also called me a slur. I believe that. To one. be fair, we we've all called you a slur, Marcy. So <laughs> no, I have you, you not. D- you've deserved it not. several times. Nope. 
We're not doing that. Lars, I love you. Only if you buy me dinner first. <laughs> you get blur, not never mind. Okay. <laughs> hey, I bought you dinner several times. And I've only got to say one slur. This is bullshit. I'm owed some slurs. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Butter, what you got? You can follow me at Charlie underscore Butters. I'm not as funny on Twitter as I've, I've been tonight. I'm on Definitely one tonight. Not. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, follow me there. Uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash IWGuide. There's all kinds of fun content. RC interviewed uh, Mikey Montgomery and talked about video games. There's all kind of quickie interviews with Marcy on there where she does not do the sexual things with wrestlers, but they they talk uh, wrestling related questions and food related questions and, you know, is a hot dog a sandwich and shit like that. Um, there is uh, some stuff in the works that I can't talk about yet, uh, but we will uh, reveal sooner or later. If you follow us on IW Guide One on uh, Twitter, you might get some hints about what's what's coming down the road. Uh, certain pirate flags flying and, you know, anime and fun stuff like that. Uh, that's all I got. You can listen. You can find me on Twitter at jgold12 and on Instagram at jgold12. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And don't forget about our Twitter handle, IWGuide1. Don't go to IWGuide. That is not us. The YouTube page and the Patreon, patreon.com backslash IWGuide. Don't forget about our merch store over at brainbustertees.com. We have the collab with the production, the collab with Ziggy Heim. We have the stand from Burlington line. Wear our faces on your bodies. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. Check it out when you're ready. Listen to our podcast friends at Odds with Wrestling. The card is going to change. X over and... Hiya, Bussy, a wrestling-adjacent podcast. Check out our other friends, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of the Indie Wrestling Guide, PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, Rubber Steady Toys, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, Michelle Carter, Jose Rodriguez Photography, AJ Small Photography, Sick Things Clothing, Angry Lemonade, and Smoking Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. With that said, quote... To quote the great CM Punk, tell me when I'm telling lies. See ya. <laughs> Later. Later, dweebs. So don't hold back. Hey yo, check it. We gon' run through the mix. They spot as soon as I dash out. Get your bars up. I'm basically about to cash out. Everybody worthy until they fade in the background. If you win an early, I'm seeing through all the crap now. Down. Hit them with the classics. Final on the cabinet. Let me hear how to wax skip. I just press a button and you can see the reaction. Flex on everybody while I'm cutting the flash kick. Back to the era where the sticks is busted. When they're screaming at the set of hearing. Let's go, Justin. He's that woman showing you on the back of a jump in. Say that you believe I trust it. Catch this unlimited freshness. My drive on 10 and they can't understand. When home became a family man, 